welcome to Witch Witch Podcast. This is Sage. I'm Lyra. And I'm Galena. Welcome to the darkness. All right, we have some, I almost said podcasts. I almost said we, we have, have some, some podcasts. podcasts. <laughs> We've got some shouts to podcast. <laughs> we, we got some shouts. Uh, we would like to shout at Krista Hoover. Krista Hoover. Oh my God. <laughs> you said we were going to shout at him. <laughs> I really didn't think you were going to do that. Um, then I'll refrain. Love Song Yoga, who's also known as Jennifer. Shh. HTTP dot creepy, who is also known as Andrea, probably. We know a person Andrea not named Andrea, Andrea, but we keep getting, like, anytime I call somebody else with that name, Andrea, they're like, it's Andrea. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I know the one special flower. <laughs> and uh, we have one last one that I'm going to fuck up, so strap in. Ayano Kaihuka? I think I put too much emphasis on the H. It's alright. It sounded like I just said hookah. <laughs> the extremely pretty blonde girl. Yes. yes. The Google said it was probably Finnish. <laughs> That's all we got to go on here. I mean, if you heard the last episode, you heard how we butchered that one other user's name. Which so, we're not going to try right now. No. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm very, I was almost said, I'm sorry, or... I'm a sorry. I don't I, know how I said I am it. a sorry. Yes, that's one almost sorry. what I said. I am one sorry. <laughs> but no, we're sorry. Let me tell you, though. The the last, um, was it Dutch? No, it was Polish. Polish. So the last name that we had trouble uh, Gloria. pronouncing. <laughs> yes, Gloria. I actually meant to talk about that because when I was Googling how to pronounce it, I found out a very important thing about her Insta name. <laughs> I don't know if it's accurate or not, because Google could be telling me wrong, or I could have misunderstood, but I'm pretty sure her name means to penetrate. (laughs) (laughs) Gloria, you bitch! (laughs) So I was really excited about sharing that with everyone, and I totally forgot. I'm drawing hearts in the air right now. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Fuck. Um, We've just... We're gonna drop all pretenses and just curse <laughs> unabashedly. Huh? How's her first name, Amir? The girl. I know, I think, is how it's pronounced. Oh, okay. Like, I know. You don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was really pretty. It is, it's very it pretty. It is pretty, and she's very pretty. She's very pretty. We have so many pretty followers, though, like I on know. Instagram. Like, I look like a goddamn fuck? Shrek impersonator. I'm absolutely a garbage bag next to every single one of our followers. <laughs> you guys are gorgeous, and I love it. I, <laughs> I'm i sorry, I was thinking about the this time. This is Sage, and I'm sexy as fuck. So I don't <laughs> fair, fair. Know your worth. <laughs> know your worth. <laughs> Sage is like... I don't know what's wrong with these bitches. I'm sexy. <laughs> no, but I was thinking about the time that I wore an actual garbage bag shirt. <laughs> for your engagement, for my engagement pictures. We're about was, 30 pictures in. It wasn't an actual garbage bag. No, no. It just mimicked it was, a garbage bag It was real a well. fake leather material, and I loved the shirt because it was it very was so pretty. It was so pretty. It looked good on me. On camera, it, it looked like I was literally wearing a garbage bag. It did look like, like With a belt just, around the middle. Not <laughs> a hole in a hefty bag. We, like, uh, like Galena said, we were maybe 30 pictures in. We took a break, and we're scrolling through them. Because this is the picture that's going to go in our fucking wedding invitations. Uh, and we're scrolling through the pictures... Was it my husband? Yeah, yeah it was he's, your husband. He's like, he's, wow, that looks like a garbage bag. Yeah. 
And we were all like, no! Because <laughs> then you can't unsee it. Mm-mm. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. But the pictures were, apart from that, the pictures were great because they were taken on a giant stone table in the middle of a public park in our area that exists for no reason other than to just be there. <laughs> Are you talking about the one? Uh... Aslan's table up at the that park where we got really drunk with. Oh, Aaron and, it wasn't Andrea, Aaron and somebody else. Somebody else. Uh, one of her friends, I don't remember. Um. Uh, I don't remember, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, what I really remember from that day was getting really drunk on that tree I climbed (laughs) and then not knowing how to get down. (laughs) Aww. Because I took one of the bottles of vodka and climbed up on a, like a half fallen tree and I got all the way up to the, the top of what was climbable for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, did you did you come up on the tree with me? I don't remember. The only time that I remember during that time was us rolling around on the ground screaming about something. That did happen. <laughs> we did roll around on the ground and scream a lot. <laughs> I was worried to death that somebody was going to know we were fucked up and it's like nobody really cares. We really interrupted those people's like game of frisbee golf. <laughs> like That's just drinking 101. That's though. true. Like rolling around screaming, making sure you interrupt fucking frisbee golf. Because <laughs> it, it's so stupid. Like, I mean, I can't even play regular golf. I'm not going to try frisbee golf. <laughs> I don't know. I'd try it. Maybe maybe in the future, though, we won't get drunk in public, and we should probably tell our, our listeners, don't get drunk in public. I it's still get idea. drunk in public. Stop! Like, 100%. If, if that's my favorite place to be. If you're underage, <laughs> you shouldn't be imbibing at all in the United States. That's true. Now, in I other countries, they some of them don't have drinking ages, and that's, that's fantastic. Still, you're still not supposed to be drunk in public. We're, we're good examples. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. All I can say is I went to Mexico, and I got drunk at Mayan ruins, <laughs> and then yelled about the curse of the Mayans for a little while. That's I got great. drunk in Mexico once. It's in front of my fantastic, mother. It's fantastic, isn't it? There's yeah. no drinking age in Mexico. No, there's not. <laughs> How old, were you like 16? I was time? like 16, 17, yeah. and I was like, I would like to have a margarita. And my mom was like, she's not, she's not able to have a margarita. And I was like, mom, no, no, no. There's I no am. drinking age. Here. I absolutely remember that because we were talking about it, and I was like, "Sage, you absolutely have to get get drunk or at least drink something in Mexico because your mom can't do shit about it." Um, and I think you were. I'm pretty sure you were like, "I am." Like you'd already planned it. Like I like yeah. I was already I was already on the verge of coming up with some sort of plan to like kind of like sneak around my mom. But no, we were at uh, Senor Frogs. Did you all? I've been there. That place is insane. Dude grabbed my head and shoved a bottle of tequila down my throat. Well, uh, there was this one lady that was going around that was uh, like pouring shots of tequila down people's throats and like shaking their head, and I was like, (laughs) "This place is awesome." (laughs) Meanwhile, early thirties, it's not as awesome. (laughs) Like if I'd gone as like a teenager. Or like early twenties or like you know, college age. That's like what you imagine a party. Yeah, like. that's exactly what I imagine spring break to be like. Yeah. Probably because everybody goes to senior frogs for spring break. Probably. But one I mean of our, nobody in our tax bracket. But. One of our cousins, the guy wrapped his hand around her ponytail and jerked her head back. And she was like, ah! <laughs> like and started smacking. I, had I been there on that that cruise, I genuinely would have gotten into a fucking street fight in the middle of Mexico. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wouldn't that be a great story, though? This one time I mean, I not really, because I'm pretty Mexico. sure that leads to me being in jail in Mexico. <laughs> I don't That's know. That's what all best Mexico stories end with. I, I don't mean, know I what you're fair. <laughs> I don't know. My stories from that cruise definitely involve me screaming, what are you going to do, put me in carnival jail? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, now you've heard about what kind of gross Americans we are that go to places (laughs) with a rich cultural heritage and we get drunk all over it. (laughs) We get drunk all over it. Shit, just all over it. (laughs) Let me come to your country and embarrass the shit out of everyone. There's this, there's this thing. I don't know if it's in Mexico or or somewhere else in, uh, in the general region of, you know, cruise stops. (laughs) But there's a place, I think it might be in Honduras now that I say that. Um, I've been there. (laughs) Oh yeah, you've Mom was asking the other day if we went to Honduras, and I was like, no. <laughs> no, you went to Honduras. I went to Honduras. Um, it is gorgeous. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's this one thing where you can get on an inner tube and go on, like, a tubing ride through an underground river. Through, like, a crystal cave That's system. That's oh. Our cousins did that. Yeah, I really want to do that. I can't imagine, because you can get drinks before you go on. Like, yeah, you can no. take drinks with you. That can't be good. You can float through the entire underground river with a drink in your hand. I didn't do it it's because... It's ear itches. Leave them alone. I'm claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic, think, oh, and I'm a very large person. You're specifically claustrophobic when there's stuff over top of you, though, like tunnels and things. Yeah, it's an entire fucking tunnel that you float through on an inner tube. <laughs> I think okay. it sounds great. I went snorkeling and had a blast. Yeah. Um, I was like, fuck that cave business. I'm going snorkeling. <laughs> you know what? Literally every time I talk about this, I kind of imagine it like the fucking Wonka tugboat ride, though. Like, really <laughs> fast and kind of scary. I doubt that's what it's like. It's probably more of like a lazy ris- river. Like, Yeah, that's what they said it was like. She and her husband went through it. And they were like, look at all my pictures. And then her camera broke. So there weren't oh. any pictures oh. of it. But no, I want to do that. I want to do that. I also want to get one of those giant alcoholic... Uh, coconuts and go to Mayan ruins. That sounds great. It is great. <laughs> um, so let's let's actually talk about some shit that we're supposed to be talking about on our podcast. Like witch stuff. Yeah, like witch stuff. Welcome to this next segment where we're <laughs> going to talk about Sage's first bottle spell. Yeah, uh, night before last, we did a bottle spell of Sage. Um, and that was her first bottle spell. It was a lot of fun. We, we did a bottle spell last week, week before. About two weeks ago. Um, and it was a lot of fun. So when Sage started talking about wanting to do something for her upcoming uh, interview, uh, we were like, bottle spell. <laughs> we were really excited <laughs> about it. Um, it wasn't necessarily for the interview. It was for uh, the training in general. Like, oh, yeah. right after I lost my job, I immediately got another job. So, I mean, nothing was stressful in that. But... Um, I don't know. I just have a lot of social anxiety and um, also the the child care thing. That's going to be an issue for sure. So, um, just a lot of stress. Yeah. yeah. So that I just really and like spell casting and stuff like that is really the only thing that I can think to turn to at this point. Yeah, I, I definitely use a lot of um, our magic work to, to help me handle things um, like stress and such. Uh, I once wrote out, I don't remember where we were going, but it was something like a party or something like that, and I was really nervous about going, uh, so I, I drew up a sigil and drew it on the bottom of my foot. <laughs> uh, 
but we wanted to go a little bit into the mechanics of the bottle spell. Um, do you remember what all we put in it? In sages, no, but I can. Well, I know. Uh, have obviously, a list we did. Of what we put in mine. We um, did a base of salt. We did salt uh, as the base. Uh, then we put in rose petals. Yeah, with um, a symbol representing what you want from what you're spell, wanting to achieve. Uh, sort of carved into it. Mm-hmm. Carved into the carved into the rose petal, and then we had Sage pick out some stones that went along with what her goals were, since she was wanting to be like calm and centered. I keep I keep wanting to say confident, but and it wasn't confident. That. Confident. We we kept hammering confidence at her, but that wasn't what she was looking for really. And so we had her take three of each stone that she wanted. Oh, and we also used clear quartz to kind of just energize give it. A punch. it. Yeah, yeah, give it a punch. And we had her put all of the ingredients into the bottle. Oh, we saged every time that she added a new layer mm-hmm. to keep everything, you know. The good original, and clean. the original, the original <laughs> recipe uh, that I found on Tumblr originally called for I think it was like sweet pea blossoms or flowers. Yeah, which we subbed for rose and petals, right? Basil, yeah. But we was it sub- basil? I thought it was rosemary. The original was basil. I subbed it for rosemary because we didn't have any basil. And you can sub any any herb working you're doing. Um, you can usually sub it for rosemary because yeah, rosemary is a good catch. Yeah, rosemary is a good catch on. So are roses. So that's yeah. why I subbed the sweet pea and the the basil for roses and rosemary. Uh, I'm trying to remember. We did tiger's eye for luck, um, onyx to relieve stress and anxiety. The um, last one was luck. Oh, you're right, it was luck. Okay, so it's Tiger's Eye for luck, um, Onyx for stress relief and centering. Um, Onyx is also good for psychic protection. And we did Red Agate. That was what we added for confidence. For confidence. Because Red Agate um, can be subbed for Carnelian, which is what I usually use for things like confidence and uh, feeling powerful. Um, We did Amethyst for its calming powers. What else do we do? Adventuring. Oh, and adventuring, yes. And we had her, you know, pass it through the sage and then seal it with wax. We also then... burned dragon's blood for luck. Yeah, well, I was going to I didn't know you were getting that. I'm so sorry. Uh, we also had her uh, light a dragon's blood incense, visualizing what she wanted to achieve. And then we had her dip the top in our single white candle. <laughs> to seal it what mm-hmm. I like about the tiny little bottle spells because I, 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 we put a picture of it up on our Instagram is that you can make it look like jewelry so it's a portable p- piece of magic that you can wear anywhere yeah um, and it just doesn't scream hey I did witchcraft <laughs> especially because like bottle necklaces uh, they got popular real popular like um, a couple of years ago they're still they're still out there and they're not like weird (laughs) fashion wise um I know uh, I used to do a bunch of sachet spells and um I mean they're super easy they're really similar to bottle spells um because bottle spells are kind of apart from bigger things that you're doing like if you're doing something like for confidence or luck like that it's usually not too big of an energy draw Mm -hmm. um but if you're doing, like, a big one, like the witch's bottle that we did to protect the house. Um, that, you need a bigger bottle. Yeah, that's really powerful. <laughs> you need a bigger bottle for a bigger spell. Yeah. Um, 
but they're not they're not too hard to do on your own um but if you if you walk around with a sachet like a little sack of herbs and rocks hanging around your neck you're gonna look crazy like that's just true true very Um, true so i mean like obviously if you don't if you don't care, you can, like, tuck it under your, your clothes. Sachets work if you don't have, um, immediate, uh, access to tiny little bottles. We got ours at AC Moore. Mm-hmm. That's probably pretty U.S. specific, but craft, craft stores and the like, I believe, carry I think them. I got ten tiny little bottles for about two ninety nine. Yeah, that's not bad. You could also get them off of Wish. I got them for oh, $1.90. Yeah. Is that include shipping or before shipping? That is after shipping. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. I got cheated. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but it's so much faster when you can just yeah. pick it up at the store. Um, I'm not going to get mine for another month, so. Yeah. No, honestly, your bread and butter for picking up ingredients for your spells are probably craft stores because for some reason they have incredibly witchy products. Oh, yeah. My favorite is Hobby Lobby. Uh, <laughs> I don't like buying things from there because their their no. politics are shitty. I actually refuse to buy things yeah, from absolutely. Hobby Lobby. But, um, I like to look at it. Yeah, we like to walk through and laugh about it. They had, oh my gosh, Sage. You weren't with us when we went this last time. They had um, like a twig or whatever, um, what are they saying it's called? Wreath with a pentagram in it. Oh. And it was super fucking funny because that's incredibly witchy. And they were just selling it as like a rustic star. Oh. <laughs> I remember cackling and making that old lady really uncomfortable. Oh my god. <laughs> And they have so many things with, like, the Tree of Life on it and shit like that. I know! It's wild. It's just, it's ridiculous. But, you know, a lot of times, um, you can get really good coupons, too, because I think at AC Moore, I picked up a package of, how many is it? Is it 10 or 11 little bottles of stone chips? I think like it's little 12, crystal actually. chips. I think it comes with 12. And I got it for 50% off, and then another, like, $3 off. I think I ended up paying, like, Four dollars. Yeah, it was a really good. Oh my gosh, and the Pointy Boys. Yeah, and we got the Pointy. Oh boys. shit! Don't I just called them that on the podcast? <laughs> we got a pretty pretty nice size package of like quartz points. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're referred to as? I was just gonna call them, you pointy know, cut, boys. cut quartz crystals. <laughs> they're they're you, they're not quite pendulum shaped, but they're close. I wouldn't say they're they're great for pendulums because they're a little un. Uneven. Yeah, they're really um, uneven, but they're, they're really balanced. neat. They're really neat. Yeah, they they would be great for um, especially if you're like hand making a pendant or a headdress, like I plan on doing. Uh, and they're real buzzy. <laughs> they are real buzzy. <laughs> I was gonna. I was about to say, is it just me or do you all feel a little bit like? jittery when you have them oh yeah absolutely yeah um quartz, for me for some reason quartz for me like especially the clear quartz i'm just like ooh, so buzzy <laughs> like that was a dumb noise that i just made <laughs> are you tigger i am <laughs> this is this is off uh off subject and i'm so sorry that it's gonna be on the podcast did you know christopher robbins about a man losing his mind i did not it's very upsetting now, is it actually a thing about a man losing his mind? Yeah, this isn't like a meta a meta It's not thing. something that you saw offline? No. And, no? Okay. No, this is about uh, Christopher Robin going insane and seeing all of the, the characters from The Hundred Acre Wood. I haven't seen it myself. That's what I was told. I was told that by three different people, though. Oh. I don't know. So. Don't laugh at me for saying offline. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. Surfing the web. <laughs> <laughs> 
with Netscape. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but no, to get back to the topic a little bit, your bread yeah. and butter, to pick up a lot of your witchy supplies for cheap mm-hmm. are craft stores, use coupons. Absolutely. Flea Off markets. Line. Yeah, flea markets. Or you can use offline purchases, <laughs> which would be places where they're not online. Um, yeah, the internet's a great source for a lot of witchy uh, products. You can find individual witchy sellers who believe in the craft themselves. You can often just find people that uh, believe in fair trade that will sell fairly cheap, mm. um, which is really nice. Uh, and say flea markets yes. are another great another great way, and Goodwill. Oh, yeah, I don't know how much great. of our stuff I've picked up at Goodwill. Like especially if you're looking, sorry, especially if you're looking for stuff that's not like super specifically witchy. Like if you're trying to make um, make stuff yourself for your craft, uh, that's a great place to find them. Candle holders. Um, we got that one brass bowl we use for burning stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you did. Um, I think I paid sixty nine cents for it, and it is this absolutely fantastic brass bowl that you would probably pay about fifty or sixty dollars for in a department store. Absolutely. It's lovely. Uh, she also got what it was a set of three different sizes of brass candle holders mm-hmm. and a brass. I mean, it's another candle holder, but it's one with like the little handle. Oh, I know. And it's dish. like the classic, like yeah, candle holder with like the little like nightmare before holes. not yes. nightmare before Christmas. Oh, me. like um, um, a Christmas Carol. Yes, style. a Christmas Carol. Jesus style. Christ. Uh, but speaking of flea markets. We yeah. actually had a really great experience with a lady at the flea market. Now, we talked about this earlier because we weren't sure if we mentioned um, her in an earlier episode or not, but we're going to talk about her again if we did. Um, but we met a very nice, very witchy lady at the, the local flea market because um, we're doing intention work. I think we've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. We're trying to um, work intuition on... Work. In- <laughs> intention work. Kill me now. Jesus. Uh, it's in- getting late. That's so. true, yeah. So, I mean, it's... I, I know I made, like, a face when you said that. That's because I thought... I literally thought you were going to be like, it's getting late, I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> been great recording with you guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a lot of intent... Uh, I'm going to break your toes don't. off. Um, we're doing, we're doing int- intuition work. I'm going to smack Lou uh, so psychic hard. Work. Uh, and psychic work. <laughs> um, uh, so we didn't actually communicate any of that to this this very nice lady, whose name I still don't know. Yeah, I have no we idea. We never asked. Yeah. Um, uh, but we never, we didn't say anything about it, and she uh, immediately started talking to us about Copal, which is something we really didn't know anything about, um, but it apparently helps with, she said, uh, like, third eye stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, for psychic work and intuition and all uh, that. But copal is a tree resin from South America. Um, there it's used for a lot of... I don't know. I don't remember. I looked it all up. <laughs> um, I don't have my notes in front of me. Um, right. But it's used for a lot of, like, shamanistic work and stuff like that. A lot of times it's used for, like, sweat lodges and stuff like that. Uh, for our purposes, we didn't, you know, we didn't really use it like that. We used it during a lot of our meditations over the last week um, and a lot of our increasing in- hey. oh no put her on the floor not on the couch sorry we're having um, cat issues <laughs> you okay baby she's got a hairball no poor girl 
<laughs> well, the kitchen's a better place for it anyway. Um, I'll clean it up after we record it. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. That was a really long pause. Sorry about that. Um, but we're, uh, she suggested that to us without us telling her that we were going to try um, psychic work and stuff like that. Uh, there was something else she suggested to us. I don't remember what it was. Because we got home and immediately lost the bag. I'm pretty sure it got thrown away. I think so, too. I think you're right about that. So I'm going to buy another bag of it. I don't remember what it was called, but I would recognize it yeah, if I saw it. I'm sure it. when we see the name, we'll be like, oh, this is it. But it was my first time using, like, a resin incense, and I really, really like it. Cause nice. Oh, it smells so good. I know. Now that's citrusy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is a It was citrusy. so citrusy, and it's wonderful. It does give you just a kind of a head rush. Just yeah, a little absolutely. bit. It's it takes a few minutes, really, for it to kick in. Uh, was it Tuesday night that yeah. we did the bottle spell? Was it Tuesday? And some of our our stuff. We burned bay leaves and copal together, which that was quite a combination. Yeah. Well, we we started off with just the bay leaves because the um, priestess or prophet. I don't know. It's the Oracle of Delphi. Oracle. Thank you. I can never think of the fucking word. The Oracle of Delphi. Uh, would burn bay leaves and uh like get future visions i guess um so we were we were gonna try that see how that worked to begin with burning bay leaves smell amazing i'm quite literally thinking about burning bay leaves in my house i think that's a great idea because unless i'm just pulling this out of my ass i'm pretty sure it also has purifying properties but we can look it up later it does. to be sure um and uh Joanna, your hair looks beautiful right now. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Um, I'm fairly certain that uh, they used to burn it on volcanic shafts. I might be wrong about that. It's uh, possible they had volcanic vents that yeah. they would they would inhale the fumes from too. I was gonna say because I'm pretty confident that that's that's probably what it was. You know, making them all high and shit. But yeah, it, it definitely I don't was. Think it's the bay leaves. Uh, but the bay leaves did, you know, really put put us in like a calm mood. Yes, definitely. It is used a lot of times for anxiety relief um, and for calming. Um, a lot of people think they really stink. I didn't. I thought it smelled great. I yeah. I, I really. I really thought that it was a great smell. You know, and it's so funny because we also got the uh, the bay leaves at that little. Uh, market right next mm-hmm. to the the flea market. <laughs> um, also, just a piece of advice to anybody out there who might think about burning some bay leaves. Um, they sort of crackle when you light them on fire, and it surprised the heck out of me. <laughs> um, and we had a lot of trouble with like a regular lighter, so yeah. I would suggest maybe matches or maybe uh, one of those butane lighters. Like, is that what you have? The but- a butane. Lighter? I'm pretty sure it's a butane lighter. Hang on one second. It's one of those that make the noise like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great, great example. Yeah. Sometimes you guys can just be like, shut up, Lyra. It's okay. You can do that. It doesn't say that it's specifically butane, but I know it's it's used for dabs. Oops. There we go. Yeah. Um, and, uh... Well, I know a lot of things that I've read, I really need to start bringing my notes to I know. this. We need to be so much better organized. <laughs> Um, is that you can you sometimes you can put a bay leaf under your pillow to you know cause dreams and things like that, but it was a really nice experience. The bay leaves, 
honestly, they smelled kind of clean when you yeah. burned them. The smoke was not. I had a sore throat the next day. Oh, yeah. Um, but that, and then the copal resin has a very, like, sharp, not crisp, crisp citrus scent to it. It's very piney, very, I love very it. citrus. It's a very perfumey smell as it well, It is. Though. I actually read that it's used in a lot of perfumes and, like, Ooh. and stuff like that. Which part? The copal? The yeah, copal, the copal. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just wanted to throw in that uh, when I use notes, yeah, like, it, it's, it shortens it up a lot because I'm not, like, rambling as much because I know exactly what I'm going to say. Well, we mm. can't do that. We already have trouble filling time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm excited. I think I'm going to pick up some frankincense and some myrrh. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, Murder. Don't shut up. Don't stop. talk to me. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to I'm gonna ask her advice about what else she I thinks would help. Idea. Because she seems like she really knows quite a bit. Yeah, and she's definitely been in the practice a lot longer than we have. Mm-hmm. So, I think she said she's had over 40 years of experience. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um. We actually, the last time we went to the uh, the flea market, this is just like a fun little anecdote. Uh, last time we went to the flea market, we I think we parked next to her car. Because the car we parked next to had a, a sticker on it that said, like a sticker on top of the, on the top of the, what's it called, windshield? Uh-huh. That said, oh fuck, what was it? Was blessed it blessed be. be. Yeah. And then it had pit, uh, pentacles on either side. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty confident that was her. Uh-huh. But no, she's fantastic. Absolutely. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm just, like, I'm throwing things, um, like, into here that I'm, like, randomly just thinking of. Oh, that's fine. We should get a tattoo that says, stay spooky. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, but in the, in the same vein of doing psychic work and stuff like that, we actually did some spirit work recently as well. Yes. Spirit work is something that I've been wanting to get into, but I haven't wanted to get into. Yeah, we were talking about it, and um, a part of, I've been kind of, uh, uh, avoiding? I, not, not exactly avoiding, I just, I haven't been super enthusiastic lately about doing stuff, and I think it's because we both knew that inevitably we were going to start doing some spirit work, and I think I've just been nervous about it. It's... It's honestly, it's a little bit scary to think about what you're doing when you, when you start doing spirit work. Um, I kind of unintentionally do a lot of spirit work just with my dreams and things like that. Um, I have a friend who passed away a few years ago and I've been having dreams of her ever, ever since, but recently the dreams have become a little bit more distressing. Um... She always seems like she's lost or she just can't find her way. I think I actually talked about it last uh, last podcast, too, that I was oh, worried about her. Um, more, more recently, I think it was, what was it, Sunday or Monday? I had recently. I had a very bad dream with her in it um, where she just looked very, very tired. Uh, her feet had thorns in it, and she had scratches all over. Like, she'd just been walking barefoot through the wilderness and she just looked really distressed but she didn't know what was wrong so we decided to reach out to her we Um, actually weren't sure how to go about it so we just completely made something up on the spot yeah I didn't really know how to go about it so we you know we went out in our driveway (laughs) 
Um, where I we wrote, do all of our important spell work. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's where we've been doing all of our stuff recently. Oh, yeah. I really like that, that little spot. It's but a, you've got a really nice view of the moon. There's a tree here. Yeah. There's a tree there. And it's not in the backyard, which gets spooky. Yeah, our, our backyard's terrifying. <laughs> Eventually, I'm going to change it. I'm going to put solar lights and stuff yeah, out there. Yeah, I really think we should. Um, but I wrote a letter to her, you know, telling her, you know, that I'll be more than happy to help her. If she can just kind of help me understand what she needs from me. And Lyra suggested this, and I, it sounded like a great idea that you write the letter and then you send it out to her by lighting it on fire. Um, and then I, we spoke some words. Uh, we, you know, we chanted her name a little bit. And basically, I invited her if she's lost or needs a place to hide. Because it really seemed like something was after her. Yeah. If she needed a place to hide... She's allowed, because we, we do have our home protected, but part of the protection is, is if it's a spirit that's not out to harm us, they're welcome. Yeah. And so, you know, I invited her into our home with the stipulation that she's not allowed to harm us. Um, she's, you know, she's not allowed to do so with any kind of malintent, but that, you know, I'll be more than willing to help her because, you know, just because you've passed away doesn't mean that our friendship ended. What, what is a little bit weird after that, because I expected some weird things to start happening, is the other morning I heard her voice. And then later on that day, I saw her out of the corner of my eye. So I think she is starting to try to reach out, and which, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared. Like, you'd, you'd think that I'd be scared. Like, it would it'd just be like, huh. But, like, she was a... I don't want to say she was a calming presence in my life, because she was definitely <laughs> one of my wilder friends. But she was she was one of those people that you could not talk to her for five years and then see her and you'd pick right up where you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually compared it to my relationship, uh, your your all's relationship. She was kind of my sage in high school. Yeah. So that it we we got. I don't want to say emotional. We got real, I don't know, solemn, mm -hmm. I guess, because it, it was a, it was a big relationship in their lives, you know, so. And after high school, we just kind of fell apart because our lives took two very drastic yeah. separate paths. But every couple years we would, you know, we would meet up, we'd start hanging out again, and then we'd kind of drift apart again. And right before she passed away, we had actually been getting back in contact and we had plans to actually hang out about a week or so after she passed away so it's it was it's been too. yeah it was a very sudden death it really hit me hard i can't say that i've actually recovered yet from her death so to me this spirit work a lot of that is you know not only helping the spirits but you know maybe helping myself kind of heal Absolutely. especially from from her death and I think once, you know, not that I'll ever be finished with it, but once I've kind of packaged that away, then I'm, I'm ready to start moving on to maybe some of the other spirits that, that show up in my dreams. Because a lot of times it's loved ones and people I know, but there are a lot of faces that I have no idea who they are. So that's... Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think it's, it's a good idea um, to really start working on this seriously. 
And uh, like I said, I just think before I just wasn't, I wasn't quite ready. Um, well, it's weird because before I was the one who had all the reservations about getting back me. into the craft. I know. Because I did. I took quite a few years hiatus between when I practiced seriously last time and when I started back because over the last couple of years, Lyra's gotten me to participate a few times, but then I would stop. <laughs> I've also had a weird couple of months. I think I've been dealing with a little bit of depression. Not like, not as serious as it has been in the past, but like a little bit. Um, but I'm actually going to say to any of our listeners out there, if you have experience with spirit work and you have any sort of suggestions or advice to us please reach out and let us know um that's actually part of the point of this podcast it's also for us to sort of reach people who might know more than us and who could help us in our practice as well and um any any suggestions you give us we'll try to pass along in another episode Mm -hmm. or if you even want to do a guest segment on it oh absolutely we'll be more than happy to you know to, to add it into ours now it did take me about 50 years to figure out how to <laughs> take the, the recording that Lane sent us and make it make it something I could put in the podcast just because I'm, I'm real dumb sometimes. But uh, now I've had that experience and can probably do it faster. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that got, that got a little heavy, huh? I apologize for that. I didn't mean to bring us down. Oh, no. Um, I think sometimes we we should take a more serious stance on some of the stuff we do because we spend a lot of episodes just laughing. <laughs> laughing and rambling about yeah. anything. Just talking nothing. about being drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Sage actually talked about something. Part of what made me think about a lot of that is Sage said that she's had some experiences where she's heard somebody say her name. Yeah, but we're not going to go into that just yet. Oh, we're that's going oh. to be our spooky story. Okay. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. Yeah, calm your tits. Calm your tits. One I know. Tip. I was going to say, one's got to stay wild, <laughs> and one can be calm. One's my work tip, one's my party tip. There you go. By the way, I'm just going to completely, like, just continue to compliment you today. Your hair looks great, and your boobs look great, and I'm loving everything that's going on right now. Thank you. I had this awesome bra that just kind of crisscrosses and holds them together. <laughs> I thought that was the shirt. Oh, no, that's a bra. That's See? the magic of bralettes. It's hot. I love it. Isn't Thank it you. great? Okay, so she has... Shameless plug for Torrid. Mm. Torrid is a great clothing store for plus-size women. Oh, absolutely. Um, bralettes affect her so well. <laughs> she has she has the right amount of boobage for them to like come together in a very nice <laughs> way. Boobage. Me, it just pushes them back up on my chest, and you can see like this like full three-inch gap between my tits. I don't know how long it is, but there's just... There's I a lot like of not cleavage there. Big, I feel like your boobs are big enough to where you could actually get some tr- cleavage going. I have supposedly, to adjust them all the time, though. Supposedly, you just need the right bra. Then again, I have no boobs, so I can't really... <laughs> I have no idea how to do it. So. I've I've tried balconette bras, and I've tried like the, the bras that are padded on the sides, and I've tried bralettes and a lot of stuff to keep any cleavage. My boobs are just real wide set. To keep any sort of cleavage, I have to keep adjusting them all the time. Just shove them together. It was like watching like an assembly line thing because you were like, boom, mm-hmm. boom, absolutely. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how boobs are sometimes. Whew. All right, let's end this segment on that that note. But a lot of boobs, no boobs, brawlets are fucking awesome. They're they're adorable. like wearing a sports bra that looks nice. 
They can level up <laughs> the plainest of shirts, and honestly, they're some of the witchiest things I've ever fucking seen. I know. Um, you can get them. With, yeah, my black strappy one. I love, I love that. I've been wearing that one a lot since I figured mm. out how to adjust the straps right. <laughs> um, I can actually get some cleavage in that one though, so a little bit. It, it you can still fit like like a whole roll of quarters between my boobs, but like <laughs> that, and I like to put bast in them, and like she just yeah. kind of settles between my boobs. <laughs> just a boob pocket. It's very warm. She likes it a lot. <laughs> She's got her kangaroo boob pocket. <laughs> but you, have you seen you can get the bralettes with the, the star? I saw pattern? that. Oh, I, I really want it. one. I, I haven't seen really one bad. at... Excuse me. I haven't seen one at Torrid, but... Maybe we should do a segment later on which fashion. <laughs> oh my god. Let's there you go. do it. We'd... Yep. I'm so excited. I'm so there. That's, I'm so ready there for that like, already. Ho- couture. Let's witch. do that for an episode that we do in October because that's that's yes. when people start dressing real witchy anyway. All right, we're gonna end this segment for real. Um, we coming up. We have coming up next. We have a segment where Nettle's gonna talk to you about tarot some more. She has um, a tarot book that she was really excited about, and she did a whole segment on it. Um, we listened through most of it, and it sounds real fun. <laughs> well, what it is is she took some questions from us and incorporated them into her segment, so it's really yeah. cool. And it's a little personal to each of us, so it's it's really nice. I like it a lot. Nettle here. I'll be reviewing Kitchen Table Tarot today uh, by Melissa Sanova. Uh, Kitchen Table Tarot is a nifty little tarot guide. Uh, Sanova includes not only individual descriptors for the tarot cards, so you can get an idea of what they mean. She also includes her own experiences and, uh, and her own advice about tarot. Um, I really like the way it's written. It's written very, very conversationally. Um, Sonova, try to phrase this, she reads like a very relatable person while also reading as, as an expert on tarot, which, uh, just from reading about her, it, she is, uh, she does do tarot. She, she's done a lot of tarot for years and she, she does a lot of tarot readings. And I mean, on a professional level, she, she does tarot readings and that's really cool. Um, I don't jive with everything she says, which, I mean, I feel like that's a very natural reaction. It's very hard to jive with every single thing somebody says, but she also doesn't say anything like it's an absolute. It's not, you know, you have to do it my way or no way. So I feel like that's a very nice, nice fact about her writing. Um, for instance, uh, her, one of her suggestions is if you're going to get into tarot, start with a Rider weight deck or at least a Rider weight variation deck, and she does offer some uh, some suggestions, and that's the with the idea that there's a lot of meaning in the in the um, imagery, and if you learn the tarot cards and you learn to understand them from that imagery, uh, then you you get a better grasp of what the cards mean. Uh, which, I mean, that's a fair point. I'm just not a huge fan of the Rider Wade decks myself. Um, they're not horrible, and I mean, Sage has a gorgeous deck. <laughs> I mean, Sage has a Rider Wade deck, and I feel like the way she handles it and the way she reads it's really gorgeous, and I love the picture she takes with it. It's just personally, I don't really want one. Um, but I mean, it is a good point, and she does offer, you know, once you get used to it, it's not like that's the only tarot deck you can ever have, which I definitely jive with. Um... <laughs> And her book, it's laid out very well, and honestly, a really nice thing just about her tarot readings, her, her suggestions on the cards, is she includes um, notes on the in, on the inverted cards when you get a card and it's upside down, which is wonderful because sometimes guides don't, and some, like, with my uh, Tarot of Pagan Cats deck, uh, 
it comes with a little booklet, but they're all one-word descriptions, and there's no suggestion on the inversions. <laughs> so you do have to reach out somewhere else to find that. And I mean, that's just the little deck that came with my mini deck. I'm not sure if they don't have a more extensive one out there. Uh, but anyway, um, at first, I honestly didn't think I was going to like her interpretations. Uh, a couple days after I got her book, I went to do a reading for our, our daily readings, and I feel like it was the Two of Cups, but I'm not sure. I might be wrong about that. I pulled the card, and I looked it up in her description, and the description she gave, it was very... It had one focus, and that was the reading she gets from that card. And I didn't enjoy it. Um, I actually, like, I looked at it, and I tried, like, three different ways to take what she saw on the card and apply it to my reading, and I couldn't. So I turned around, and I took... I, I looked up biddytarot.com. <laughs> And I looked through all the different descriptions they had until I found one that could be like, yeah, I think that fits the reading I'm trying to do for this card. Uh, and this is this I'm going to be very vague about this. I know the two of card. I think it was two of cups. It was something to do with like it's a nice, steady relationship card. And I didn't feel like that jived well with what I wanted to say because I don't really like to. Her reading was very romantic, and I don't really like to apply that to general readings we do on the daily podcast, or daily podcast, daily tarot readings, because it feels a little, uh, it feels a little weird for me, and I know, I know that's, that's mostly my own little weirdness with romance and relationships, but still, it's something I don't really want to, like, push out on other people. Now, mind you, if you see a card and you're like, yeah, this is romantic, that's great, that works great for me. Absolutely. Absolutely do it. And like for individual readings, it doesn't bother me. But for like a big reading like that, where it's just sort of meant to apply to more than one person, I don't really want to do that. Which is, you know, that's not a knock on her. Um, that's a card that she's spent some time thinking about. It's a card she's spent some time considering about. And that's the reading she typically gets from that card. And that's fair. Um, another thing about her readings that I'm, I don't, it's hard to get used to. It's not awful. It's just kind of weird. Um, with her interpretations, um, she has the major arcana together, which makes sense. But then for the minor arcana, um, typically I see the suits together, you know, cups, swords, pinnacles, wands, or whatever variation your cards may be. They're sort of listed together in numerical order. For her, she actually has everything listed together by, um the card. I was going to say the numerical card, but you know, there are, there are a couple of cards that aren't numerical, but like all the twos are together, all the threes are together. And that took me a little bit to get used to. It still is actually, cause I'll flip through looking for the card I'm looking for. And I'll be like, Oh, there's eight of wands. I'm almost a 10 of wands. And then I'll flip to the next page and it's eight of something else. Uh, and it's not, it's not bad. It's very strange to me, but it's not something that's impossible to get used to. And I'm sure like, Honestly, the more the more I, I mess around with her book and her readings, like the easier it is to get used to, which is nice. Um, sorry, I'm trying to remember because there was something very specific I want to say about her book. I do like how how um, she does she does break down some different things about readings. Um, my personal favorite is definitely, you know, if it doesn't feel right, it's okay to just, it's okay to reshuffle and pull again. I reshuffle a lot because I'm not terribly good at shuffling, so sometimes I get cards that I've just pulled or I get cards that are very close together in suit. That actually happened with, I did some readings and I used her book to apply them to them so I could get a better feel for her readings, um, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh... 
But sometimes you do. Sometimes you do just have to reshuffle and start again because it doesn't quite feel right. Um, she also has a nifty little a little antidote set. An, yeah, antidote section where she talks about weird readings she's had, um, which is funny. Uh, it's funny how how life works sometimes. Okay. Sorry about that. I was trying to think real quick. Um, for the readings, because like I was saying, I, I didn't enjoy the first reading I did with her. So to get a really good feel for this book and for you, for you to be able to get a good feel for whether this is a book you'd be interested in, I did some readings. Uh, I did a reading for Glenna. I did a reading for Lyra. And I did a reading for myself. Um, and I know for Glenna's, what I was saying before about having to reshuffle, I, I shuffled the deck. I pulled out three cards that numerically were, I think it was like, eight, six, seven of the same suit. And I was like, well, shit, I might not have shuffled those as well. So I did it again. And then for Lyra's, I almost did hers again because I got two cards very close together. Um, but in her case, I stopped and I looked at the readings to see what they meant and went, you know, I feel like that fits this reading. So I kept them. Now, you know, not not to not to end our, our, uh, our streak of being stupid, I did the readings on a completely separate day from the day I did the interpretations. Um, so I did do a quick glance to make sure the readings made sense. And then I took pictures of everyone's reading but my own. <laughs> I absolutely forgot. So that sucked. And I was like, well, I guess I'll have to do that again. But I remembered the last card in the reading and I decided to go ahead and do the interpretation just with that card because it... it it made sense, even even as upsetting as it is, which we'll get to. But anyway, for uh, for the readings, uh, for Galena, she asked what she should focus on. So I used uh, the Tarot of Pagan Cats to draw her cards. And I got the Eight of Wands, the Two of Cups, and the Seven of Cups. Um, which I also forgot to mention in my stupidity. Uh... <laughs> I decided to do three card spreads for each of us, but then I didn't think about what each card in the spread should mean. Oh, which actually, Kitchen Tarot Table does offer a few different spreads for you to use. Um, some basic ones. One I've never seen before, but was really cool and interesting. Um, and I'll flip through real quick because I want to tell you about it. There's a six card, six card spread. There's a Celtic cross. And, like, they're really cool. They're just not things I've, I've like, I've run into, like, people people make spreads, and I like to look into those and mess around with those, but this was really interesting and cool. Um, but anyway, uh, with Galena's, which, once again, Eight of Wands, Two of Cups, Seven of Cups, she wanted to know what she should focus on. So using, I actually looked up multiple interpretations to get a good feel, but for Kitchen Tarot Table, there was a suggestion that she needed to focus on what she was choosing and specifically the path she wants so she can make the choice to to go down that path. There is a mention of partnerships or relationships that are a good balance in her life, which knowing Galena, I don't feel like she's neglecting any any like any any relationships in her life, but I, you know, it's not like you know everything about somebody. But this was also the point where I was wondering if maybe that card was meant to be like, this is helping her with what she needs to focus on. These friendships, these relationships, uh, they're helping her get to the path she wants. Uh, the final card did note that taking the action required to make your dream a reality, um, which I mean goes along with 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 picking her path. She needs to pick her path, but she also has to put in that work to make what she wants happen. Which is nifty. I, I, I enjoyed this reading. I, I feel like it, it was it was it was a nice reading. I did use the little 
Tarot of Pagan Cats flipbook I had to get her interpretations as well. And uh, this one was harder because I... Cause when you do an interpretation, when you use a, a source to interpret it, obviously, you know, you don't want to plagiarize somebody, so you do want to rework it um, and reapply it. And like I said, these are these are one-word interpretations, but for her to focus on, there was a suggestion of the quick changes happening around her, rewarding relationships, and also dreams and desires, which makes sense because they're, they're still the same cards. I also use Biddy Tarot because I do really enjoy Biddy Tarot's uh, website. And the suggestion was to focus on the momentum moving her forward and go with that flow. Don't stop. Just be aware of it. Uh, on supportive relationships and how you can benefit from that harmony from those relationships. And I feel like if we're going to go on just this is what you need to focus on and this isn't something that's helping you, that's a nice one because you can sort of lean into that benefit and lean into those relationships. Uh, and making your dream a reality and don't get so stuck in a dream or fear that you can't move forward or past them. Which, as, as you're probably telling from me describing these, each of these readings, they're a little bit different. Um, they're At the core, I feel like they're very much the same, but like the different ways you can lean into them based on the information you have on the cards is interesting and cool. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and move forward with Lyra's. Um, Lyra's was hard to ask because it was it was it, it's a hard question to phrase so I actually asked it multiple ways but the way I'm going to phrase it for you is um what hasn't she been focusing on that she needs to for her own personal growth um and she got the seven of cups inverted the three of pentacles and the eight of cups inverted from oh man I didn't write it down um oh no it's from my fairy deck which I should, for the life of me, remember the name of. I have to look it up every other day. Uh, and I'm actually going to check real quick because I feel bad not saying it right. Uh, sorry about this. Shadowscapes. The Shadowscapes Tarot. Uh, she requested that one. Partially because it's pretty and partially because she knows I love it. Not that I don't love my other decks. It's just, it's a very pretty deck. Um... Eight of Cups, yeah, Eight of Cups inverted. And as, as, as I said before, the Seven of Cups and Eight of Cups, have, pulling both of those together, I was worried I hadn't shuffled the deck well enough, but then I checked the meanings and decided to go ahead and go with them. I don't actually have the interpretation book for the Shadowscapes Tarot. Um, I, I have sort of been looking into it because I'm kind of interested to see what uh, what the creator had to say about the cards, um, but we'll see if I ever get that. Uh, for Kitchen Table Tarot's interpretation from those cards... Um, there's a suggestion to take the action needed to make your dreams real, which honestly is kind of common in tarot because it's very easy to be like, this is what I want, but it, you also still have to step up and, and do the work to get it, which not to say that, you know, Lyra is not doing any work ever. Lyra is definitely doing work. It's just that's that's what the but that's the reading I'm doing. Uh, working on teamwork or working on creating something with your partner. Oh, sorry. That was my dog. Uh <laughs> Which, which can be sweet. Um, that really can be sweet. And and like I know Lyra's talked about her husband on here, and I feel like they 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 do a lot of cool stuff together, and they can continue to do really cool stuff together. Um, hush. Uh, and there's a the last the last part of the reading is a note that your life is becoming stuck in a rut and you need to find what you need to do to get out of that this drifting funk just sort of being stuck and needing to get out of that which i think once again works well with the first card taking the action needed to make your your desires your dreams real 
to make them happen. Now, to continue going with the theme, uh, Biddy Tarot's interpretations of the cards, or at least the interpretations I took from Biddy Tarot, uh, suggest to deal with everyday life and become grounded, which is actually quite a bit different. Well, not really. It The way it ended up worded between the two sources and then through me seems a little different, but at the core it's similar. But also focusing on work slash dreams, and you will reach a good end on your project. Um... Because you want to be grounded, you also need to do, have that focus. Um, and it's time to decide what you want and what you need to do. If you drift too long, you will be, you will be accomplished. Oh, nothing will be accomplished in the meantime. Sorry, I can't read my own notes. Um, but it may be best to consider walking away from your current situation. Because sometimes you do need to walk away. Sometimes you need to give it up. But sometimes it's just you need some time away from it. I know that I need time away from stuff all the time. So that's sometimes that's good advice. Sometimes it's not. Um, which hopefully I didn't run through that too fast, but you can sort of see how, like, depending on the source and depending on your knowledge, it can really change a reading. I know sometimes just the question changes the reading, um, which we'll get to. Because uh, let's go ahead and do my reading with my, my pathetic little card, because I forgot. For my reading, I was trying to do something a little less um, deep than my two buddies. Uh and all I wanted was, like, what can I do to be less exhausted all the time? Because I do. I get very tired. Um, I don't really have trouble getting to sleep, but I have a lot of trouble staying asleep, that sort of thing. And while I don't remember the rest of the cards, I remember checking out the readings and being like, yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, one of them was, like, I needed to go with the flow a little more, which makes sense. Because anxiety and stress over literally nothing definitely keeps me up um, a lot. Uh, but anyway, the one card that I remember, the one card I remember was the Nine of Swords, <laughs> which uh, I remember very distinctly because, to quote uh, the, the uh, Kitchen Table Tarot by, well, Sonova's book, the first question I ask when I see this card is, why aren't, why aren't you sleeping? Uh, which is just fucking brutal. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> Her suggestion has a lot to do with sleeplessness and anxiety. Um, there's a lot of, like, bone-deep exhaustion and depression, which was not a fun card to read. And I had assumed that when I reached out to another source, and sorry, because I used the Raven, the, the Raven's Prophecy deck for my reading, so I actually used the, the booklet that comes with it by uh, Maggie Stevewater, I assumed that I would, I would come up with something that's, uh, that's a, little, a little different. And I actually worded this a little badly because her her interpretation sounds very much very much like depression, which is um, something I don't particularly want to deal with at this moment, but I might have to sooner than I wish. Uh, Steve Waters' interpretation, yeah, Steve Waters' interpretation notes this as the depression card, uh, which is great. That's definitely what I wanted to hear. I just definitely wanted some you know chill the fuck out and go the fuck to sleep advice not you know um go go actually deal with things uh which which is my fault i asked the wrong question since i obviously didn't want the answer uh which to be fair for both cards it, it isn't necessarily specifically you have depression 
it's it's very much you know you've got you've got a little too much going on and you're focusing too much on that and it's stressing you out and it's causing it's causing this anxiety and this 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 upset basically that keeps you from sleeping which i'm doing slightly better now that my life is mostly just um work and personal stuff rather than work personal stuff and school uh so we'll see how long that lasts since i'm uh not terribly kind with myself sometimes uh so i'm just slipping through real quick to see if there's anything else i wanted to mention because i did i did as a whole like sonova's cards and i'm glad that i decided to do some interpretations to get a good feel for how the cards are and how the cards work not the cards i'm so sorry the interpretations work with the cards uh because like i said my initial reading i didn't enjoy it i didn't think it worked well um and I was wrong. I, re I really was. I was wrong. It's just, it didn't work well for me the first time. And I feel like you can get a variety of interpretations and it's okay to not just focus on one source. Because like I said, I like Biddy Tarot a lot. I use Biddy Tarot a lot. Um, but you know, you can branch out, you can use different sources, you can mess around with different sources. Um, but that's pretty much, that's all I've got to say on the book. I'm not sure if that really helped anyone at all, but if you're considering it and you're like, yeah, I, I'd like to look at that book. Definitely check it out. It's definitely cool. And I mean, like, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I don't really care about that. That's okay, too. That's why That's why you look up reviews before you buy things. But, uh, thanks. All right, now we've come to the segment where Sage is going to regale us with her spooky story. I like the word regale. Um, I just wanted to tell you about a dream that I had re Not recently, but I just recently remembered that I had it. Um, I was having a dream about, um, a, basically it was an overlook of a body of water. Um, it, uh, it wasn't like an ocean. It was definitely a lot smaller. I would say like more of a river kind of. And, um, it was as if I was kind of floating over top of it. Like, I mean, it wasn't necessarily obvious that I was there. It was just basically overlooking a calm body of water and um, I was basically like scared awake by somebody whispering my name from across the room and um, as soon as I woke up I like I looked around to see who was there and it, like it was everybody was asleep that is the worst um, I don't know why, but the idea of it being across the room is for some reason creepier to me than it being, like, right up against your ear, like, when I've had that experience. Because it just sort of paints the image of someone just, like, crazily watching you from across the room and then whispering your name. That yeah. makes me feel a lot better. Sage. <laughs> just... Sage. Sage. <laughs> Burn it now. <laughs> But no, um, honestly, that is one of the creepiest things to happen is when mm -hmm. you're just not when you know you're alone and you hear somebody say your name, especially in a whisper. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. I am. Um, I think I've actually talked about this on the podcast recently, uh, but I for a little while before we moved in here and a little while after we moved in here. So like a year or so ago. Um, I was having these weird dreams about, like, a little girl in a pink dress doing weird shit, like spider crawling all over the place. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, it's not fun. Oh, and that's God. one of those things where I know, like, 
that wasn't anything. I don't think it was anything supernatural or anything. That was definitely just a nightmare. So this isn't, re- like, related to anything being ghosty or anything. But, like, uh, I was falling asleep. It was after we moved in here. I was falling asleep uh, one one day on my bed, obviously. Uh, and I, I was having, like, those in-between awake and sleep dreams. And she was, like, spider crawling on the bottom of the bed and, like, up the sides and stuff like that. Um, and she crawled right on top of me, put her mouth, like, right on my ear and went, wake up. And I did, and I was just up for hours because <laughs> I couldn't handle it. It was awful. No, um, that time I had the nightmare of the man standing on the furnace. He said my name mm. and, like, just stared at me. Mm-mm. Don't and like that. I was terrified. I was afraid to go back to sleep for, like, a week because... I heard him say my name in the dream, and then I woke up, and I heard somebody whisper my name right at my ear. Nope. Nope, don't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I almost got in bed with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared. That's awful. I hate it, when, especially when it's happening, like, when you're really asleep or when you're trying to fall asleep, because that just ruins the rest of the night. Like, oh, yeah. you're not it getting does. back to that deep sleep. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit better with the creepy stuff that happens now that I've accepted that it's just someone who maybe doesn't understand they're being creepy. Yeah, that it makes it a lot easier to handle. Not at first, but after you start no. thinking about it. <laughs> because, like, the last, like, couple of weeks when I've had really creepy stuff either happen in my dreams or during waking, I'm just like, they don't really understand what they're doing. And I've kind of calmed down, and it's not as scary Especially since I called the one friend. Yeah. When I've caught glimpses of her, like, out of the corner of my eye. Or, like, like I was telling you, I, I thought I saw her through um, this, like, frosted glass. Just standing there, looking in the glass. It wasn't as scary. I was just like, oh, I didn't expect that this soon. <laughs> um, there's actually, there's a thing. And not to discredit hearing things as you're falling asleep. Because, I mean, it spiritually you're very open when you're sleeping um but there is like a, a sleep disorder akin to paralysis mm-hmm. that it's happens like sleep with stuff paralysis, like that yeah and it's also sort of related to that thing have you heard of that thing called um exploding head syndrome no. it's, it's not it's not actually damaging don't look at me like that <laughs> um it's as you're falling asleep or uh, right after you've fallen asleep you hear a loud crashing or explosion or like a high-pitched squealing or something like that and it's apparently super rare and I thought it's just something that everyone experienced because I get it all the fucking time uh yeah no one time I don't remember I think I called you I stepped and danced in the middle of my bed because I thought there was a terrorist attack oh no I do remember that (laughs) My ex-husband was like, go back to sleep. There wasn't even any noise. <laughs> but it's called exploding head syndrome. It's a thing that happens. He's an ass. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, I also once had an earthquake happen while I was asleep. Oh, God. And I thought that my ex-husband, like, jumped into the bed. <laughs> and, like, I just slapped him. I was like, what is your problem? He's like, what did I do? <laughs> That's all right. He deserved it for different yeah. reasons. <clears throat> uh, but I think that's basically our show for the night, yeah? Yeah. 
All right. Um, oh, gosh, we had one earlier. A spooky sign-off. Get yourself a pointy boy. Get yourself a pointy boy! <laughs> Sage. She looks so scared. Wait, yes. Sage. Try not to think about the hands that reach out from under the bed to pull on your covers as you're going to sleep. That is terrifying. I don't like that. <laughs> Stay spooky. Keep your tits up.